One week to go. Can we make the finish line? Can can any teams make the finish line? It's been a, a week full of injuries in baseball. Maybe that one week just needs to be ended because uh, there's a lot of a lot of teams that are losing a lot of important players this week. Uh, I'm Justin Latham, joined by Spencer Carlson. This is Smoke Signals. Spencer, how you doing? Are you ready for baseball that actually counts soon? Very much so, dude. Uh, speaking of injuries, just hearing that made my back hurt. You know, I'm pretty sore myself, but <laughs> I, uh, I'm very much excited to get inside of the stadium and watch some games here next week. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm really excited to get going. Yeah, I, I think it's time to just cancel spring training at this point. Let's uh, let's just put 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 everybody off a week and have them just playing catch and and BP and let's just go because. I don't want to watch any more players get hurt. At, at, no matter who they play for, no matter who the players yeah, are, it yeah. always thinks they get hurt because you know you want a good season, you want to see good good players do great things. The big one though is today, March twenty fifth, as we're recording this. Uh, I found out today Eloy Jimenez, the I guess he's technically a left fielder, even though he should have been DH. This is how he got hurt um, of the White Sox. He is out five to six months because he needs surgery on a torn pectoral muscle. That is a massive blow to the White Sox line. Their lineup is good and it's deep, but uh, he was going to be, you know, one of their best three hitters. He might have been their second best hitter. I'm trying to think, you know, he might be their, he might be their best hitter. I, I mean, I know, I know, I know Jose Brady won the MVP last year, so maybe second best, but that's, that's just a massive loss for the White Sox. And I, I think their lineup can overcome it. Um, but they're going to have to work harder to do it now. Yeah, I mean, he's very much the carbon copy for the White Sox that Framiel Reyes is with the Indians. Um, that guy just hits absolute bombs, just tanks sometimes, and uh, they're majestic, and <laughs> having something like that in the lineup is really going to be missed. You don't find those every day. I mean, he's a he's a giant of a human being also. Um, it's unfortunate because I feel... Spring, I feel size. He is... <laughs> It's six four two oh five. He was projected this he, year to hit thirty five home runs. He he looks six five two twenty five. That dude's giant. Um, but yeah, I mean, so there's two parts to it. I think uh, I think spring training is pretty useless this late in spring. I think you can kind of like play. It's kind of like the NFL preseason. You know, play one series and uh, get out of there. So like, take a swing and then go sit down. Basically. Um, the ironically good part of COVID, which is very few and far in between, is with football, they kind of like canceled spring training and some of the players fell in love with it, especially the veterans. Um, you know, spring training is very much a younger minor league aspect, lower level of the roster type thing. Those guys that you know are going to make the roster, I mean, late March, they shouldn't really be doing anything besides hitting in the cage, if you ask me. Um, but at the same time, uh, don't try to rob home runs uh, in a useless exhibition baseball yeah. game. So uh, it's tough, man. Yeah, I mean, you need pitchers to be pitching the slate just to build up and be ready for the season and feel like they can go through 100 pitches. But, yeah, as far as position players, you know, and a bat yeah, or two. I mean, and, and Yeah, exactly. Making it easy. Mike Trout has more yeah, – Mike Trout has more success right now currently – 
like hitting in a cage and taking one at bat than playing four innings in center field in a game he's down like seven to two in because two minor league pitchers are going at each other. So, <laughs> right. So yeah, the White Sox right now it looks like I heard I saw today they're going to play Andrew Vaughn in left field and see if he can do it. Uh, <clears> he was really just the only guy, uh, but he hasn't played above A ball. They were expecting him to be their DH this year, but it's, he has not played above A ball. Huh. I, I, that's crazy. He's twenty three. Has not has not even played high A is as high as he's gotten. Wasn't he that, drafted eight, eighteen years old? I thought he was a college player, but I, I was guess he I'm a wrong college guy? Do I feel? I don't know. It felt like he was drafted forever ago, but at the same time, like I remember it. Yeah, he was a college guy because he played rookie ball in twenty nineteen at the age of twenty one. Yeah, uh, and, and and he's done nothing but hit the minors. I mean, he he had I mean, he wasn't great. At high A at 22 or 21, he was uh, he had a 760 OPS. It's not like this guy has, you know, torched the minor. Was he a first-round first pick, right? Yeah, he was a third overall pick in that's 2019. What I, that's what I thought. I remember him. I was going to say, it just shows you all how all the, so all there, the drafts and all the prospects kind of go together sometimes because sometimes I'll think a guy was drafted at 16 and he was drafted last year. And then sometimes I'll think a guy uh, is 25. And then he's like 21. Like somehow, well, somehow, some guys are still only like 23 years old. And I felt like they've been in the majors for multiple seasons. Well, that happens when you get old time players together. Man. Yeah, man. I, I mean, <laughs> I feel like, you know, Vietnam was yesterday. So, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, well, I mean, COVID last year might as well. Yeah, I, well, I don't say COVID, what, what, but might as well have been. It was, it was tough. What's COVID? Um, <laughs> uh, so the middle of that lineup now, man. I don't know. Their, their lineup still got to be Tim Anderson, Ismani Grandal, Jose Abreu, Yohan Mankata, Luis Robert, Adam Eaton, all still really good hitters. They're oh, absolutely. Their one. lineup's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, it, it takes them down a peg. So that's yeah, of course. I, not, not, like I said, you don't want to risk anybody to get hurt. But as far as if you're a Cleveland fan. Um, you'd much rather face the White Sox lineup without Eloy Jimenez than with him. So yeah, that, that you know slightly changes the picture a little bit. Maybe not a lot, but um, you know he was an MVP type bat, so maybe it does. And then the Twins, I don't know how bad he's hurt, but Mitch Garver uh, was hurt today as well. Um, it was a finger injury. Looks like he's going to be okay. So maybe that's not that's not as big a deal. Uh, but man, there's been a lot of injuries this week. Nick Anderson of the Rays mm-hmm. is going to be out most of the year with a um, elbow issue. Um, geez, who else got hurt this week? I mean, Fernando Tatis came off the field at one point, but he's fine. Juan Soto got the field at one point, he's fine. Uh, Kirby Yates, the Blue Jays, that Tommy John, he's out for the year. That sucks. I don't know. It just, it just felt like you just heard a lot of guys getting hurt this week. It's unfortunate, but at the same time, I know we say this like every year with all sports, like. You know, well, we need to stop preseason because injuries are gonna ha- are are happening. I think injuries are always going to happen regardless of the month of the year. You know, so um, and I know it's a pretty hot topic to be like, oh, well, you don't want a guy to get hurt in March, which I tend to agree with. I actually find most preseason stuff in every sport pretty useless. Um, but at the same time. It doesn't matter if it's March 26th or April 17th. I think guys are going to get hurt regardless. I mean, these guys hustle pretty hard all the time. So, Sports, for sure. It's, it's sports. I mean, 
you've gotten hurt playing beer league softball. So these guys are probably, yeah, (laughs) I have, unfortunately, but that's, that's hero work that I'm doing. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least you have a championship show for it. I do. I have three different colored t-shirts that show that I'm, you know, very much, (laughs) very much cool. Not rings, but you know, at least you can, (laughs) you can wear them. Um, one guy who has made, well, okay. Looks like, I mean, he made the team. Let's, let's not say finish line because there's a week to go and the way things have gone, this week you never know. But one guy who has made the team, two guys that made the team, uh, are in the bullpen. That's Brian Shaw, surprise, surprise. And Trevor Stephan, the real five head from New York. Now, Shaw, earlier this week, uh, I happened to catch the night game. I think it was Wednesday they played at night against the... I don't know who they played. That's what happened to Springfield. I don't know who they played. But he was throwing 97. It was a Tuesday. Yeah. So he's throwing 96, 97. I know what you said. I know their podcast. You know, is, is he going to be throwing 96, 97 in July? Right. I don't know. But right. he looked good this spring. I mean, he was throwing the ball hard. I mean, credit to him. He was locating. Him. He was missing bats. Credit to him. Um, I, the only two things I'm concerned about are just the two things I always mention. Uh, you had an Arizona gun you know, a spring training gun. So who knows how that's going out there. And I do, I just think, you know, considering how many innings he's logged in his career, not that I don't think he's a good pitcher. I'm just curious, like, okay, he's in his 34th appearance and it's July 15th and his fastball velocity is 92.4 miles an hour. So. Right. Yeah. I guess they're going to find out. I mean, it's worth a shot. He's throwing this. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, okay. What are your alternatives? Oh, like, who, who are you? down otherwise i mean you got a couple you they only have, have a couple guys before they call me so i mean i'm fine with it no i'm but i mean his competition was blake parker who uh hasn't had a great spring but I, he might still make the team who knows cam hills hurt um anthony goes he's still in the running but you know command issues there it's not like you're sending back you know nick sandlin he might be ready at some point, but, you know, he hasn't pitched in a, a season in, in a full year now because he had uh, forearm surgery in 2019, missed most of that year, and then he was at the ultimate site last year. You know, you have guys that are on the cusp, like uh, Nick Sandler, Anthony Goes, Robert Broom, Nick Nikolajic, but I don't see any harm in April and May and seeing if Brian Shaw has one more year left in that arm because we talked about this before. Quite frankly, the bullpen's young. I mean, it's it's – it's James Karinchak. It's Emmanuel Claus saying neither one of them has pitched a full season yet. Like neither of these guys have thrown 60 innings in, in a season. Even the minors, they haven't thrown that many innings. So this is the first time you're going to be asking them to, to pitch from April, September. Uh, same with Phil Maytime. Phil Maytime's only pitched in, in spurts because even though he's 28, uh, he has not really had mm-hmm. a full year yet. Nick Wickren is the only guy in that bullpen, aside now from Brian Shaw, who's really gone through the the entire gauntlet of the season. So I think it makes a ton of sense to take Brian Shaw because, A, I mean, not just because he's of his history and you know who he is, but because he actually looked good in the spring. And I think you do need somebody out there to kind of help these guys go through the ups and downs, especially when you have guys like Karen Jack and Class A who, who have command issues at mm-hmm. times. So – you want to help them get right. I, I don't know what they're going to do the other spot as far as you you can literally just veterans go. I mean, who Parker knows? Yeah. I mean, do you? I mean, Trevor Stephan is, is is taking up one spot, and Trevor Stephan deserves to make this team. I mean, he 
looked legitimately good this spring. The other he day, I'm trying to think that, and then struck out the fourth batter. After, I mean, he struck out four in a row. Yeah, and they weren't they weren't slouchy. I can't remember who it was, but they I think he I think it was against the White Sox, and he struck out like uh-huh. the middle of their order. So, you know, he's not just you know with well, ironically triple A or enough, my buddy. Like uh, played some college ball, and I think Stefan pitched. Don't quote me. I think he pitched for Arkansas, and he met him in like a woodbat league there in the summer. And he, and he's like, Ooh. this dude. He's like, this dude is filthy. He's like, this guy is just. Now that's obviously you know college bat summer bat league, but it's just cool to hear. Like, okay, this guy actually has like nasty stuff. It's not like he's a command pitcher. Like he has good stuff. I think he's just trying to put it all together in a major league level. I actually think he's going to be good this year. I I think he. I know I've changed my stance every week. I think he's someone that I particularly want to see now uh, throughout the first couple months of the season. Yeah, and I'd imagine they'll ease him in. It's not like they're going to throw him into the fire. Like, okay, oh, here's right. the eighth inning, runner on, and he's going to be he's going to be the guy coming out of the wolf in the sixth inning when the team's down, you know, three to nothing or three to one uh, to save other guys for later in the game. But then he goes 10 but, appearances and gives up two runs, and then he moves to a different role. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think he'll get plenty of run. They're not going to just, you know, see what happens in April and then dump him if they don't like him. I think uh, they're going to try to make it through the season with always, him on the roster. It's only twenty five. You know, have a rule five pick, not only be successful but steal one from the Yankees. So that's always a fun part of it. Yeah, for sure. Especially when they lost. Uh, well, they lost Zach Britton, and then they lost to Justin Wilson the other night too, who's now hurt. So Yankees have lost a couple of relievers. The injury bug, too. The other thing, too, is I saw this floating around, and some people have pushed back on this, but some of Terry Francona's comments, too, have, have suggested that Nick Whitgren is going to get some run as the closer. And I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I've said it a lot of times. There's no reason to, if James Karinchak is your best reliever, there is no reason to say, okay, he can only pitch the ninth yeah. inning. Like, that just makes no sense to me. It never does. The, it's, it's officially time for the closer to die. It really is. Like, you, you, A, you can't just have your best reliever pitch the last inning and that's it. Because what if a reliever in front of him blows the lead? You definitely run into the spot of, like, you watch how the game goes and you should let your best relief pitcher pitch in the most tough spot in the game. Inning with the bases loaded, and you know, 25 year old Miguel Cabrera is up. Yeah, that's when Karen check your pitch, not when there's like seven, eight, nine in the ninth inning. That's just my opinion on it. Yeah, don't put a lesser reliever in front of him. I, I can't, I mean, people are still saying this doesn't, they shouldn't do this, he should be the closer. But I kind of thought that after we saw what Andrew Miller did, that people would finally be like, oh, yeah, you're right, it doesn't make sense to pigeonhole these guys and, and just wait for the lead that might never come. Some like, teams Garen Shack yeah. is going to be Andrew Some Miller. teams that have had the most no. success recently have done literally bullpens by committees. Yeah, I mean, look at the Rays. The Rays never had the same closer like, every year, every couple months. And some of those guys get hurt too, but it's dangerous. But like Nick Whitgren, if you can say, well, Nick Whitgren is going to be our ninth inning guy, I look at it this way. Like you said, if if the situation doesn't present itself in the seventh inning, you know, if if, if you don't have a one run lead or it's a tie game and there's two on in the seventh inning and it's the, the number two hitter in your team, if that situation doesn't present itself, that's that's where someone like Karen Jack Fosse should pitch. Right. 
if that situation doesn't present itself, then yeah, yeah. you can wait. But like you said, let the let the game, let the game dictate it. it. Don't don't right. And I think it, I mean Nick Wickren's been good enough in his two years here and his four year career to say if we get to the ninth inning with a with a lead and you're starting off with nobody on, you're up by one or two runs, that's fine. That's fine. You know, Nick Witt, I mean, I know James Karinchak has command issues at times, but who would you rather bring in with runners on second and third and one out? Are you going to bring in Nick Wickren or are you going to bring in James yeah. Karinchak? I'd rather start Nick Wickren with a, a, a clean inning and let Karinchak try to miss You two young guys who very little major league experience just be thrown into the fire to face the last three outs of a game. I mean, that first of all, yes, it does take like a different brain, but like, like it takes also a little bit of like understanding the game and being at the major league level and understanding what that needs to be. The reason I like bullpen by committee, you know, let's say you blow a save. It's not like you lose the job. Like someone closes the next game and then they let you close a game two days later after that. And then your mind is fresh and you're at ease. And it was four days ago. You don't need to like, I know this is a little bit different. What they've used to do with major leagues is like, it's kind of almost like in basketball where they say, well, just shoot out of the slump. I mean, you don't necessarily need to do that closers. Like if they blow a save and you use another closer a different day, that doesn't mean they're a bad pitcher. Like they're just getting a little bit of a mental break. And I know some people don't necessarily believe in that because baseball is such a traditionary sport, but like traditions can be broken a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, you're going to need, like, the four guys here, Wittgren, Jose, Karinczak, and even Phil Maton, who I think is good. You're going to need all those four, four of those guys anyway. So if Nick Wittgren, you know, blows a two-run lead against the White Sox and they lose 6-4 to four instead of winning 4-2, to two, you know, it's not like a day later you don't need him. You still right. need him, but – you 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 have, like you said you have to match you, him. You just run in. You just and run into. And it's, I, I know it's always tougher. Like people like you and me were just a tad bit more like freelanced with our opinions. But like you do run into us, and you know this as well as I do. Baseball is very much. I know this is cliche, but very much a traditionalist sport. So like it's like, well, that guy is a closer, and he is pigeonholed into the closer, and he can never pitch anywhere else. I mean, we ran into baseball Twitter just a few years ago where it's like, well, I can't believe that Cody Allen is pitching the eighth inning. Oh, I can't believe Cody Allen's pitching the 10th inning. Why, why does he have to pitch in the ninth? <laughs> like, does it have to be particularly the ninth inning? Is this guy incapable of pitching in the eighth or 10th? It makes no sense to me. Right. All right. You don't, you don't groom relievers that way either. So I think these four have a real good chance to have a good bullpen. And I like, I like Trevor Stephan and, and if Brian Shaw's got anything left in the tank, that makes them even deeper. And then the last spot comes down to, well, okay. I, I think Adam Plutko more than likely goes he does. in the start of the year just because we, we've talked about that before. He provides some insurance as a starter. So to me, that leaves one bullpen spot open, and we still don't know if that's going to be Oliver Perez, Kyle Nelson, Anthony Goes, Blake Parker. I, I'm still. I think it's going to be Perez or I think, no, I think Nelson. Nelson. I think, I think Nelson it just depends on. I'd rather see Ghost, but he had a, he got roughed up in that one game that you and I were texting back and forth that one night. So I think Nelson. I think Nelson gets it. I do too, but that was just one game. But I, I still think that Nelson being on the forty and then not having the ability to send goes back to AAA if things go awry early in the season. Is a big deterrent. I, I'd rather I'd rather see him pitching Columbus in May, and, and see what the command looks like, and, yep. and keep Nelson. Um, 
I don't really, I don't know. It's again, it's spring training. It's not like Oliver Perez is doing anything different in spring training than we ever seen him do. It's he, just he fought in World War One. Just let him go retire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think Brian Shaw kind of serves as your you can't you can't have two pitchers combined at eighty seven years old. So it's just like you know. Not that, not that, not that I'm not trying to be I mean, if Oliver, sarcastic, but like they are both very much in the very later parts of their career, specifically Oliver Perez. Well, uh, yeah, Oliver Perez age wise and probably Brian Shaw innings wise. Like he's got more innings on his arm yeah. than the typical, what is he, 33, yeah, he 34? 38, 39 year old relief pitcher. Yeah. He's lucky he's thrown as hard as he is right now because obviously he worked. I'm sure he worked very hard to rebuild that, but he's the only guy. Is, I, I will. I don't give, say, I don't say I'm lucky, but not the biggest Brian Sean fan in the world. Um, but he's the only pitcher I could ever see like relief pitch on a Saturday night game, and then also pitch on a one o'clock Sunday game because most of the time those guys get the day off. And he was—I saw him do it multiple times where he'd pitch on a Saturday night baseball game and then pitch at the one o'clock Sunday game, which is impressive. <laughs> and you wonder why his <laughs> arm was like a new. 2019. Yeah. Uh, so the, the bullpen still looks like it's in good shape. I'm curious to see how the last battle um, turns out next week. Um, either way, they're going to have options, and that's good. Who knows? I mean, you can send goes to AAA, and maybe maybe Perez is willing to go to Columbus because where else right. is he going to go? I mean, there are teams losing, so you never know. But uh, I still think the, the bullpen is volatile as it could be, I think could shake out in a very good way. Center field, on the other hand, I I've kind of changed my stance, Spencer. I so Oscar Mercado has been sent down since the last time we recorded a podcast. So now it looks like Bradley Zimmer is going to get a last shot in center field, or Ben Gamble looks like he's got a spot in the team. And then I I will say Ahmed Rosario, his last game in center field. And he looked yeah, better. Very, he looked more comfortable. Up, I, I think I think you can at least count on him to make the routine play most of the time. And for a guy who is just making that transition uh-huh. and his age, I think all you can do is ask him to make the routine play. And if he can do that, he can adjust did a little you, bit quicker. You, I don't, uh, so I'm, I'm coming around. You know, uh, so, you know, I was diving deep into him the other night when I was at work and listening to a bunch about him. Do you know one time he was number three on Keith Law's prospect rankings? Like, that's how high he was in his ranking system. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, he was I mean, he was, a, he was top ten, I think. If you go around Baseball America, Keith Law, fan graphs, I think, uh, and Pipeline, I think he was a, a top five, I mean, I top ten guy. I knew he was a really highly competitive prospect. I didn't know he was top ten in a year's farm system ranking is like for the entire Major League Baseball. You know, that's where I'm more of like, okay, this guy's only played like one entire full season, and he's still pr- relatively young. I am totally fine. Yeah, if I, he's if 25. He's, if he's playing subpar to average defense, I'm trying to see how good of a number three prospect he was in the Mets system and giving him 600 at-bats. I don't care if his war in on defense is like a negative one out in center field. If he's giving me like a four or five war at the plate, if he has that type of potential, then so be it, man. So be it. They need it. I think... 
They do, especially in center field. I, I think that, you know, Rosario in 2019 had 15 homers and 19 steals, and he hit 287 with a 432 slug. You know, not a not a dynamite season. If he had like if he was an elite defender at short, that looks great, right? He's not, but he's not. He's not an elite no. defender at short. But if he is a a fringe uh-huh. average, you know, just uh, if he's a hair, if he's a notch below average defensively in center field, and he can he can recreate that batting line. I don't think it's Where crazy to it? think he can. Like he had a three thirty eight bat up that year. That's not really high. He only struck out 18% of the time, and he had a average exit velocity, only 87. Okay, so he didn't hit uh, the ball that hard all year. But the word is, um, where does he? If he can get close that to that, I mean, put him down low in the lineup. No pressure. Right? No so, pressure. You know, I'm looking back at the 2019 season. I'm looking Eight, back at the 2019 seven? season um, to see. You know, I mean. It says here he would bat roughly around fourth and fifth in that Mets team. I mean, it's the Mets. And I mean, they had a pretty relatively good season 2019, 86 and 76. They finished third. But like the two guys he was sandwiched in between, I would not want to be sandwiched in between. He had uh, a 37 year old Robinson Cano, who still had an okay season, but he hit 250 with 13 home runs and 39 RBIs in 423 plate appearances, much past his prime. And then there was 23, Ahmed Rosario. Mm-hmm. He's 23 years old, 616 at-bats. You already gave the numbers. And then right behind him was Todd Frazier. <laughs> yeah, so. No, I yeah, was going to so guess Todd like, Frazier. <laughs> the, the, the two guys, so he was, when you look at the numbers between the three guys, he had the best numbers between them. And he just had two Basically, guys at the tail end of their careers, he was sandwiched in between. I had a gut feeling it would end up something like that because I remember that lineup not being great besides, like, Pete Alonzo. So, like, I remember Pete Alonzo had a really good year. Uh, uh, what's the right fielder's name? He had a really solid year. Um, yeah. Michael so, Conforto. Um, but I know he would protect the pitcher roll of the order over. So, like, I think Ahmed Rosario was out no, mar- no man's land in that lineup. So... Who knows, man? Maybe he can carry the bottom of a lineup. And if he has those type of numbers at the bottom of Cleveland's lineup, Cleveland should be thrilled. Especially, especially in center field. I mean, they haven't gotten anything offensively in center field. I and mean, Austin Mercado had a good three quarters of the season in 2019. I'm, I'm just more shocked he's going at AAA. Like, I'm – Yeah, I don't know what's I, uh... up with him. Like, I, you know, we made the joke about how made – the, made the joke about how he wasn't going to be a, a – a five-win player is rookie right. year if he was up in April, but man, he has just gone all the way backwards. Like when he was when he was the shortstop with the Cardinals, he was really having a hard time with the bat because his defense was not good. So you know, it was carrying over. And and when he got to center field, that's when the bat. So from what up. I've heard, and it's almost like he's yeah, reverted. What I've heard, uh, doing all my research that I have had, is it, it seems to not be a talent thing with Oscar Mercado right now. It seems to be the mental game. Like he's ha- he's battling himself right now. Like he's, he's getting down on himself. He's letting his offensive woes since like late 2019 get to him. He said it affected him last year. They said it's still affecting him this spring from what the coaching staff has said. So it seems to be like a mental problem with him right now with how much he's struggling at the plate. So maybe just taking the pressure off in April, May, uh, 
down in AAA is the seasoning that he needs. I mean, it's not like he's probably not going to get playing time. I mean, just like we said, the 25-man roster doesn't stay the same through 162 games. So he'll get up right. here at some point. Yeah, he will. I just, you know, he hope he can – I think he's got issues with breaking stuff. I think he has a hard Bobby time Bradley. with his approach and play discipline. Yeah, yeah. If only Austin Mercado can play a above average uh, right center field versus Bobby Patton first base. But yeah, the Indians really, really needed 2019 Mercado to come back. I, so this, I think, this leaves him in a little bit of a lurch. But I think that's why it's it's worth exploring Ahmed Rosario because I I, I still would I'm, I'm still going to say I'd rather see Daniel Johnson in center field next week. Uh-huh. Against the Tigers, maybe maybe on the Rosario and uh, Daniel Johnson platoon. So I think they're going to face Matt Boyd opening day. But um, I'd still rather see Daniel Johnson hit the majority of bats in center field. But if it's not going to be Johnson, I am open to the idea more of on Rosario more this week than I was a week ago. And I don't know if that's I don't know if that's just because one game he looked like he could make the routine play in center field, but. I don't know. Why, why not? If, if, if you're really not going to play Daniel Johnson, it's better than just saying, I, I, I'd rather see him than Ben Gamble. I don't know what's going to happen oh, there. there. It still seems like they're going to. Man, I'm telling you, I watched that video <laughs> and I, I almost, I almost had to call an ambulance <laughs> watching that video because my heart just started racing. That was intense. That was intense, but I, I'm not sure if he's going to make the team. I really don't know what it's going to come down to. Like, I know we still have. I know we still Jordan have Luplo avid, uh, gonna make the game. avid like Bradley Zimmer truthers. I mean, he's had a decent spring. He's always going to be decent, but he just reminds me so much of a backup outfielder. Man, I don't think he has six hundred at bats in him. Yeah, I don't know about that either. For sure, um, the approach is better. Like he, okay, he struck out. He's always had a good approach. He struck out nine times in thirty nine. Uh, Plate appearances. That's not. Better than, it's better than major league. Great. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a twenty three percent. You probably assume that's going to go up in the regular season, but he's taking his walks, which he always has. His approach was never the problem. It's just the fact that he just swung and missed too much because the long, you know, the length right. of his swing. I'm not, and I'm fine with him. If if, if Mercado is battling. You know the mental side of the game. I mean, it's not, he's himself, still like said. He's fat. He's fast as sin. He plays solid defense. Like I don't forget about those aspects of his game. He just doesn't provide me much with his bat. And he and he's going to steal bases if he's your starting center fielder like four days a week. He he's going to steal you some bases. I mean, I get it. He draws his walks, but like he needs to do that at a clip that adds to production. So it needs to be productive. Like he needs to be on base. I mean, he just. He just needs to be on base at a 320 clip. Like, that's all you need uh, if from that's what happens, If that's what happens, if he he's gets my starting center fielder. If that's what happens, he's my starting center fielder. And then I put a Mod Rosario at second base next year and just, like, deal with it for this year. I would say, yeah, platoon those two. I, there's no way you should be starting I'll Zimmer against Lefton, so. let him know what, let, him know, let him know what the roster's looking like. Yeah. But and Ben Gamble's got it's so weird. He's got reverse splits. Like Ben Gamble's a left-handed hitter, but he's been better against that. lefties in his career. But yeah, I, I remember that back 
Like the first, that was the first profile you did. He's a better hitter against lefties. You were like, you were really excited to see if he could make the roster, and here we are, almost at the end of the end of the spring training, and there's still a shot he can know, make man. it. So I don't know. Jordan Jordan Lupo hasn't his at bats have not looked good since he's been healthy. He had a, a tweaked ankle at the first week of camp, what? and he's well, just I'm now sorry, getting back on the field. Uh, I'm trying to think of who's the random pitcher he has like nine home runs off of. Oh, Dang. that guy's in like Japan Dang now. It. Yeah, Dang. Yeah, that was Japan. Oh boy, I need, <laughs> I need that guy to be what? pitching for the White oh, Sox on opening day or something like immediately. I can't think of this name. I'm gonna have to go back and look. But um, Carlos Rodon is is the White Sox fifth starter, so I know he's had some success against him. That was wild too. That <laughs> that poor pitcher, dude. He's like, how do I get this particular guy out? <laughs> and he he hit like six bombs off him. He's like, I'm not gonna pitch to this guy anymore. <laughs> I got. I really gotta go back and look now because that's I insane. forgot all about that until we started talking about him. And I know it's a tangent, but that was wild. If you're listening to this and you know who it is and we don't find it, tweet it to me, ASAP. <laughs> People are probably screaming, like, right now. Like, He's literally going, dude, I idiot. know who it is. Like, come on. All right. I, well, I have the box score, so we're not going to wait much longer. I, it was Manny Benuelos. <laughs> can, we do, can we find his – how hard is it to find his splits versus him particularly? Is it that hard? It's on Fangraphs, isn't it? Oh, batter versus pitcher, you can probably find on Fangraphs. I'm just looking at that game, that box score from that particular day. But yeah, Manny Benuelos looks like he pitched in Japan a year ago, and he's with the. He's in the. Oh, I'm sorry, not Japan. So, he's in uh, China. He's in the so, CPB. Jordan Lupo. Jordan Lupo has 23 oh, home runs. How many thinks off Manny? Let's let's guesstimate it right now before we find out today. I want to. I gotta say, at least five. Maybe it's in between. It's like six. Man, I really wish I could find this right now. What a great part of a podcast! (laughs) Everybody, (laughs) Everybody hang on. We'll get back to the in a second. This is important. I'll find it later. I'm gonna tweet it and I'm gonna screenshot it and tweet it out for everybody. Twenty-three home runs, (laughs) six of them were off the same guy, and eight at bats. So if that guy ever comes back to the major leagues, Jordan Lupo is a starting outfielder. Got to got to get that guy back on the White Sox. Like have to have him back on the White Sox. Um, but yeah, his at bats have not looked awesome this this spring since he's been back. That kind of is what it is, I suppose. Um, but it looks like he is going to have enough time to ramp up and and play and be on, on the team come opening day. So I guess that's sure. encouraging, even though I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, um, it's better than, I, I think it's that gamble. And they, and they need that because, you know, they got Eddie Rosario, who I guess doesn't have major platoon splits, but he's not as good against lefties. And you have Josh Naylor, even though he doesn't have platoon splits either. Yeah, that's always good to have an right. extra right-handed bat. We'll see how that shakes out. The other issue that has been worth keeping track of, and, and you know, we're still going to say spring training stats are crap and, and stop worrying about them. 
But Tristan McKenzie and Paul, uh, almost said Paul Quantrill. Wow, I almost did it. Wow. Cal uh, Quantrill have walked a lot of banners this spring. Uh, Tristan McKenzie has 10 walks in 14 innings. Right. Cal's got 9 and 11. Uh, uh, not great at all. Not great. Uh, just seems like he's a bit. It just seems like he's struggling with it, man. You don't I don't see know how that. else to put it. It's not coming. It's not coming to him smooth right now, dude. He's he's seems like he's battling. I don't know if he's just working particularly on something, or if he's just battling himself, or if he's just trying to get comfortable. You know, if something's lagging, I don't know what it is. I know the Indians probably know what it is, uh, but it's not promising. Yeah, I'm not sure how this ends up affecting what they decide to do with the rotation. Like, at this point, Logan Allen, I thought Logan Allen was a lot for the rotation anyway, but he's definitely in now. But what do you what do you do with that fifth spot? I mean, whoever hits that fifth spot, I think goes to the bullpen early on because uh, they don't they don't need a fifth starter for a while. So you don't have to worry about that. What, so what do you do? Do you do you go with McKenzie, who probably has better upside than, than Cal Quantrill? Or do you go with a guy who's been in the league a little bit more? I think and, he still goes and, Cal. Uh, I think McKenzie you know, you definitely want to... the major league boot uh, in spring training, and he needs time down at AAA. I still think you go with the more experienced guy. I think Quantrill gets it. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that too. But it's just a real concern if if either of those guys have a command issues. I don't know what you do. I mean, do you try Adam Adam Plutko out there? Because obviously, the one thing you know Adam Plutko won't do uh, is he won't walk batters. He might give up a couple of five hundred foot homers, but Logan he's not going to walk anybody. The other other Logan Allen. I mean, I'm down with that. Trust me, you you won't have any fights with me about that. I am Logan, extremely Logan high on that Logan a, Allen. We're going to have a, a we podcast. Have say, Logan Allen and Logan T. Allen. So, right. God, how awesome would it be if Logan Allen is good, and by the time the yeah. other Logan Allen is ready, he's also good? And they're like, who's going today? And they're like, well, it's Logan <laughs> Allen. And the other teams are like, well, which one? <laughs> 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 Yeah, this series you're going to face Logan Allen, and you're going to face Logan Allen. Now that has, I wonder, that has I to wonder happen. I wonder if uh, that has to happen. If that's ever happened, and, and it's not unfeasible to think. Because I think I think the other Logan, Logan Allen's going to move fast because he throws so many strikes. Don't have two Logan Allens uh, on the same team. <laughs> um. Gosh, I, I wonder if that's ever happened. What, what are you talking about? Will had, like, home run off Will two Smith. players with exactly the No, but that was still awesome. Yeah, but they, are they you telling play me the that wasn't team. one of the most awesome baseball moments of all time? <laughs> that was the best Dude, moment Twi- of I've last never season. seen Twitter blow like, the up. The best moment of last something, season. Something I, so random like that in my entire life. I think we. It was to the make, best night. That was literally like, the best part of the world. Of, of the, info of the bio on this podcast, like the just the randomness of our stuff, like the Will Smith versus Will Smith and Jordan Lupo versus uh, random White Sox pitchers. <laughs> That's all we talk about anymore. We're just going to talk about 
players with the same name playing each other and, and how many home runs Jordan Luke can hit how off beautiful of, is, How uh, beautiful is it the sport of baseball to talk about those White random Sox. things and crack up because those things actually happen. Right. Seriously, I, I really want to know, has a team ever had two players with the same name on it? And I, and I know, like, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. and Sandy Alomar and, this, and those things happen, the but when you need them? these guys aren't related. Right. Yeah, Stump the Schwab, I, yeah, I, I hope he's just retired. Um, it wasn't, so if somebody, it wasn't like if you, if somebody out there knows, definitely like add weirdest us, you know? names of all time, like Willie Moe Smalls. Uh, P. Ryan, like, dude, the, the 1930s, like, 1930s baseball names were just weird. <laughs> man. Yeah. Old Snakes yeah. boot. Old Snakes. Rogers. Yeah, that's literally how it went, man. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, his real name was, like, Steve. Yeah. Got to bring those back. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we need to bring those back, for sure. I think more people got to go by the by their nicknames on the field, uh, Here's another thing, too. So we're going to wrap this up soon. How about Yu Chang has played more first base this spring than shortstop? And he's not really a shortstop anymore, but the fact that he's played more first base than that position this spring, I think that's extremely interesting. What do you, what do you make of that? He's played, he's played seven games at third, four at second, two at short, now two at first. So he's played the even amount of games, I guess, but I mean, they've, I mean, he's, called it. I mean, he's been in the lineup and he's been everywhere. They called it, but he's exactly what I said he would be. He's a super utility and he will play where injuries are at. He will play where off days are at. That's exactly who Yu Chang is, man. And he can do it. So I don't think he's necessarily going to be a starter still once again, but I think he will get his playing time playing all over. And if someone's struggling, he'll get plugged in there too. Yeah, it, it definitely makes it easier for him to to make the team now. I think you have a natural platoon. I I have said for a couple of weeks now that I think there's a chance that Chang might be a guy who needs to be platoon. Like maybe he has good success against lefties. It's hard to it's hard to platoon a second baseman. You know, it's it's most players, most teams don't have room on their roster. But like, okay, we're going to play two different guys at second, like. That's usually not the place you platoon guys very often, but there's, I mean, it, there's a chance that they could easily have either Bradley or Bowers against righties and then have Chang at first base against lefties. And that's the way they get him in the lineup. And that might be the door that opens for him. I, I still think he's a bench player, but at least in this role, he's playing two or three days a week against lefties. And then maybe he fills in in an infield spot somewhere else. That at least gets him. Yep. Some playing time. It yep. gets him in the door, I and you can at least have a chance that. to see I what think he does. That will produce uh, enough to allow him to actually get the at bats this year that a lot of people have been looking for. And once again, twenty-five man rosters never stay the same. The seven-day DL, IL, whatever you want to call it. I mean, he's going to get his playing time unless he, you know, is hitting one eighty-six again. He's definitely going to get his. His spot. All right, I got to do this for 30 seconds. I, you just have to hear this. Some Mets fan wrote a whole article about guys having the same name. Apparently, it happened seven times in the Mets career. They had two Bob Millers. They've had two Bob. Jo- they've had two Bob Joneses. They've had oh. two Mike Marshalls. 
They've had two Chris Youngs, which actually happened recently, 2014 and 2018. They played on the same team one time, outfielder and pitcher. Uh, three Bob Johnsons. Uh, two Pedro Martinez's that were only three. There's a, there's a couple of the minors now that are named Pedro, yeah. and one's uh, related to the actual Pedro, and one's not. Like. But yeah. And then, of course, the Sandy Alomars, but that's junior and senior. But seems like it actually happens in baseball a lot more than we think it does. So this Logan Allen thing, I mean, it's going to be cool for us Indians fans to have two Logan Allens, like, on the same rotation or same pitching, uh, you know, staff. But seems like it's pretty common in baseball. There's two minor leaguers with the same name that's not very common. They're called Brady Feigl, and they're both six foot four starting pitchers, which is ironically enough. Their last name is spelled F-E-I-G-L. Well, you know what? I forgot this. The Indians have – well, uh, the Indians have Angel Martinez in their minors right now. He's the son of Sandy Martinez. But I think uh, he's the ne- – I think Angel <laughs> Martinez is also the nephew of Sandy Martinez. So, San- Sandy-, Sandy Martinez so. had a mother named Sandy Martinez. Oh, I, oh I found it. I found it. Spencer, I found it. In 2019 – Jordan Luplo uh-huh. had eight at bats against Manny Benuelos. You said he had twenty. Uh-huh. You had said he had twenty-three career home runs. You said five. I said. And how many did I say were against Benuelos? <laughs> four. He was four for eight against Benuelos with four homers. <laughs> this guy had four hits <laughs> off of Manny Benuelos. They were all home He's runs. He's hitting five hundred with four <laughs> home runs off of Manny Benuelos. You, <laughs> He's like, hold, on, hold on, I gotta stop this. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta look at Jordan Lupo's numbers because uh, against the White Sox that year, he was eight <laughs> for thirty-one with five home against the White. Sox. Hold on, <laughs> the White Sox alone. I gotta get off. I gotta get off. It's five homers against the White Sox. Oh man, hold on. So. In his career, <laughs> his whole career, <laughs> he has 473 at-bats in his whole career, and he has 23 home runs. So in 469 at-bats divided by 19, he has one home run every 25 at-bats off Manny Venuelos. He was going, he was going, he was going up there every other time. <laughs> going yard. That's a pretty elite clip right there. We, we have petitions to the White Sox or the, the oh, Twins. Or somebody's got to bring them they back. They at least need to face each other. One get them back. In the, 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 Dude, if Jordan Luplo gets signed, let's say like his career falls off the rails and he gets signed in Japan, I will be signing on to some random stream at 3 in the morning to be watching to see if those two face each other. <laughs> if, he goes, if he goes yard again, I will be the only person <laughs> tweeting about it at 3.37 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be up with you, Jesse. I will be up with you. Oh, my God. That made my <laughs> night, man. That's so funny. <laughs> four, uh, four home runs and uh, eight at bat. You know who's really good at these things is Dave, uh, on Fangraphs is David Larilla. He writes a, a Sunday column for Fangraphs, and every week he's got this, these random batting lines. Like, he'll have, like, Mark Lemke's career versus – Randy Johnson, like it's just so all the two, over the place. The two I, I really want to. I've that I can think him and of him recently, just talk about this. basis to our own ball club. That's the one of them is Jordan Luplo, 
Uh, and the other one was Mitch Gar- or not Mitch Garver, uh, Max Kepler and Trevor Bauer. And what do you, what do you, so I always think I used to pitch. Oh yeah. So I always, I've never given up four home runs to the same guy, especially in that small, such a you know, time frame. What do you even do when you're walking back to the dugout and you've given up like four five, six home runs to the same dude in like three days? <laughs> what do you even say? <laughs> I don't know. You, you got to assume the guy like, you're tipping your pitch to him or something, or the or the someone's dealing signs. <laughs> it is not like, like it's just so fluke. Like, like this is so random. Max Kepler and Jordan Luplo. Now, Mike, you know Max Kepler is a good ball player, but he's not Mike Trout. <laughs> he's just, dude. You and I were in the stands when right. Max Kepler kept taking Trevor Bauer deep. I mean, Max Kepler has oh, has done some damage as per so funny, so dude. that's not a surprise. Um. <laughs> Okay, so now that Trevor Bauer is not giving up home runs uh, to key opponents in the Central and, and Jordan Luplo is not hitting home runs off of uh, quad A pitchers in the AL Central, uh, what are what are you most concerned about uh, with this team age? right now? I think that's about I think, going I know into not, the season. Uh, very much in-depth, but age. I mean, they're young, dude. I, you know, when you're, you're focusing on, like, Adam Pletko and Roberto Perez and – Cesar Hernandez and Brian Shaw to be your veteran leaders, even though they're bottom of the roster guys on most teams. Anyways, you're probably hurting a little bit. So uh, I think that's about it. You, I think they really need a really top notch leader on this team. Uh, but when it, you, when it comes to lead, when it comes to leaders, man, I think it comes down to like your leader think... also needs to be a halfway solid ball player. You know what I mean? I know that sounds cliche, but like, you know, your bat and your defense, speak for your veteran leadership sometimes. Yeah, I mean, the everyday guys are usually the guys that's the fucking most, but, you know, Shane Bieber, the first week after Ahmed Rosario was trying to center field out, you know, he had those three years, and that made Bieber work really hard, and he gave up a lot of runs, even though they weren't charged to him. You know, he came up to Rosario for the game, and he's like, you know, don't worry about it, keep mm-hmm. keep trying, and, and it's not a big deal, you know, don't sweat it, no one's and then that's a leader right there. That's what he has to do. I mean, that's happened in the past, and we've seen guys. And Trevor, Trevor Bauer later apologized for it, so I'll give him this. Remember, he oh he chucked that ball over Oscar Mercado's head, and everyone's like, "Oh man!" He, because I think Oscar right. Mercado dropped the fly ball in that game, so he threw that ball in the center field over, over Mercado's <laughs> head. What a pod and Mike and Mike Freeman. I forgot Mike Freeman flinched on that. <laughs> And uh, and everyone's like, oh man, he shot Oscar Mercado, right. he, and he talked to Mercado after and apologized. But you know, there's right, the thing that, that Shane Bieber's not going to do if if Ahmed Rosario, Ahmed Rosario drops an easy pop up and it, it costs Bieber four runs and it costs him the game. Shane right. Bieber's not going to like chuck a ball over his head or ignore him. You know, he's going to say, you know, don't worry about him, man. Just go out there and make the next catch, and, and that's what you need. So I think Shane Bieber uh, is going to step up into that role and sign that man to an extension. I know. Lance McCullers just got five and like eighty-eight or eighty-six million, and Bieber is going to surpass that. But they got to start. They got to start somewhere. Uh, I'm with you though. The youth of the team is an issue. I think I'm a little concerned that Plesac, Savali, and, and Logan Allen, those are your two, three, fours. None of those guys have pitched a full season yet. You know, Savali's pitched half a season, and so has Plesac, but they haven't done the full season. So I, I'm concerned about the ebbs and flows of what happens to the young pitcher sometime, even though Bieber was um, 
really good in 2019, so we'll see if they can recreate that. Uh, what do you feel the best Jose about Ramirez? right now? Is that cliche, too? Uh, yeah, low-hanging fruit. Jose I mean, Ramirez. that was low-hanging fruit, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I'm excited to watch him play. I always... I'm, there's nobody... I mean, Francisco Lindor is a great player. We had this discussion. I, I, I enjoy Lindor as a player, but I'm sorry. There is two players that have been the most exciting for me in, in Cleveland in the last uh, half de- or last decade, and those two <laughs> players are Jose Ramirez and Grady Sizemore. I guess it's been more than a decade now, since 2021. I don't know if Sizemore hasn't been an exciting player since 2010 or, or nine, so maybe it's just Jose Ramirez. But those those two are my have been the most fun uh, to watch for me outside of the '90s teams. Uh, but, so, any, I mean, Ramirez. I mean, we'll get out of the way. Shane Bieber with Cy Young, obviously. Jose Ramirez, you know, top three candidate for MVP. Um, besides that, I would say I'm looking forward to some guys getting 600 at bats and a couple of guys getting 200 innings pitch. Because at the same time, while like I'm most concerned about age, you don't know how good of major league ball players some of these guys are going to be. I think Logan Allen will be someone who will surprise a ton of people. I don't think he's like a fifth starter. I think he's like a three starter consistently. Um, and then you have someone like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of my guy who I really want to have on the offense that I really want to see. I mean, Josh Naylor is maybe someone, maybe not. Who's your guy on offense that you really want to see right now? Is it, is it, is it Ahmed Rosario? Is it Jimenez? I mean, Jimenez is going to be fun. I think he's going to go through some growing pains still. No, I, I want to see Fran Mill Ray. So you wrote about this today, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, GamingsBaseballInsider.com. Today's player pro season preview was Fran Mill Ray, written by Spencer, along with our number seven, eight prospect profiles, uh, Aaron Bracho and, and Brian Rocchio. But like you mentioned in your preview today, nope. Fran Mill Reyes has not had 600 bats in a season yet. I, I want to see Fran Mill Reyes get 600 yes, at bats. I, I, I want to I'm see what he can do. Can he have 40 home runs? Yeah, I'm going to do one now. He's going to hit 40 home runs. I looked through his fantasy projections and his fan graph projections off lower end pitching. His, just, his exit velocity and his launch angle are so good when he barrels balls, which is at an elite. He was barreling ball, or what was it? His hard hit percentage in 2019 was in the top 2% of the league. So when the ball hits his bat, not only is it going hard, it's going fast, and it's going high. I think that's a pretty good combination of three things to do in baseball. Call me crazy. Right. Oh, you're right. In 2019, he had a 51% hard hit rate. So that means over yep. half the time when he made contact, he get the piss out of the ball. So I, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see. I know, okay, he had, he had 540 he players a- in 2019. So – he, yeah, it was just quite a bit, but he was only twenty. He was only twenty three that year, so he's only he, twenty um, five. He'll be twenty six in July. I, I mean, he is so very good. much like a MLB version of what like a slow pitch softball player would be. But like he makes Adam Dunn look like the player people expected Adam Dunn to be. Like Adam Dunn ended up being not that great. Like he hit a bunch of bombs, but he stunk. Fran Mel Reyes does. I think you're, I think you're overlooking uh, yeah, how insane. good Adam Dunn was early in his career. I, uh, you're thinking about Adam Dunn. I, he when was, Adam Dunn was in Cincinnati, like, he was he a hawk. He pretty fast, man. Uh, it, I mean. Well, no, look at that. He's no way. He had 
dude, he had 40 home runs. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five years in a row. And then he followed that up with two years of 38. Oh, I'm not talking about And then he had 41 with the White Sox in 2012. Reyes is probably going to have a career higher batting percentage by 20 or 30 points. Oh, yeah, career, yeah, career batting line for Adam Dunn is 364. Because when he does hit the ball, he, first of all, makes more contact. And when he does, he hits it hard in the field, too. Now, he's never going to leg out doubles. He's going to have very low doubles numbers. But he's going to have a crap ton of singles, something that very much Adam Dunn was not good at. Like, he just couldn't. I mean, if he did not hit a home run, he was sitting on the bench. Oh, he walked too, and I, I think he walks better than Reyes. That's the only issue for me with Reyes is that he had a ten percent walk rate last year, and that's that's why I'm most excited because in the minors he he didn't walk this much. If he can carry that ten percent walk rate this year and combine it with maybe more consistent power, because that was the problem last year, is that he had that like two week binge where he just hit the crap out of the ball, and he did, and he was disappearing after that. If he can maintain some consistency, oh my god, which reasonable to think he can because he's 25, you know, he's growing into it. And if he can if he can extend that ten percent walk rate into the season, that that raises his floor on his OBP. You've got a whole different player right there. By the way, how many well, home runs do you think Adam Dunn hit in his career? <laughs> okay, well you were we're looking at the thing. <laughs> I was just gonna bring up. Did you know he almost struck out three thousand times? Is there the exact opposite thing for the Hall of Fame for striking out th- for three thousand times? <laughs> he he struck he he struck out. 20, That's a lot of strikeouts. You're right, James. Three hundred and seventy nine times in fourteen years. <laughs> holy, uh, I mean, I don't like to swear, but holy shit. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the last one, two, three, four, five years of his career, he had strikeout rates over thirty percent. So that was definitely a problem. But man, I'll tell you what, from from age twenty he, twenty-two to to about age thirty, that guy hit like crazy. Two thousand four hundred times going, Well guys, <laughs> I tried my best. <laughs> and and over Eight thousand. I mean, that's a twenty-eight percent career strikeout rate in over eight thousand plate appearances. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. I, I think I think you're right. If if he stays healthy and he can, I, the biggest thing for Reyes is finding consistency. But if he if stays healthy and he can find some consistency, like an average level, yeah, I think he'll he'll not strike out. I don't know if he's going to hit four hundred sixty home runs. Oh lot, my god. But, this podcast uh, went off the rails, but it's I my see favorite him one of all time. Wow. <laughs> it's my favorite one of all time. It's it. <laughs> it's mine too already. Um, real quick before before we wrap it up with with the one thing we're going to wrap it up with. Um, go to NeilsBaseballInsider.com. Like I said, today's player preview was Randall Reyes. As we're talking about him, go read about him. Uh, Tomorrow is going to be Josh Naylor, which is Friday, and then. Friday is also going to be Bo Naylor and, and Daniel Aquino is our number six, number five prospects. Uh, the prospect scouting reports and rankings are done on Monday. And then next week, next week, uh, we have our staff predictions and we'll have some of the minor league content for you as well. So if you have not been to the site recently, I encourage you to go. There is just, I mean, we're putting up at least three or four articles per day, uh, getting you ready for the season. And we're going to have even more next week. So now is a great time to be a subscriber for a month. You can hand, if you can uh, swing that, 
And then come May, we will have minor league baseball coverage again. It looks like the way things are trending, you know, with, with lower COVID cases and all the minor league teams seem to be gearing up for that May 4th opening day. We will have minor league coverage. So that means coverage from Lake County, from Akron, from Columbus. We're going to have writers at all these games. So uh, definitely you're going to want to sign up to be a subscriber if you want to see how these prospects are doing this year after the year off last year. Uh, let's, let's wrap this up. So Spencer is going to tell me his fantasy team. I'm going to blind react to it because I have a fantasy draft on Saturday. I have my biggest one of the year. So, uh, if you're a fantasy baseball fan, absolutely. Let's have a little fun here. All right. So let's go. Let's, let's see how many bucks on this league and then forgot about it. So I had to draft it at the Cav at the Cavs game on Sunday. So, uh, (laughs) I just kind of like winged it. Uh, so let's go through it at catcher. I got Will Smith from the Dodgers. Yes, I love it. One of my, I want to get him, but I'm uh, concerned Cody about Bellinger from the Dodgers. Gonna get, I like him. Yeah, um, I like it, but he's had a rough spring. Uh, Keston, how do you pronounce his last name? Ooh. From Milwaukee, second baseman. Uh, Hira. Yeah, Hira. Yeah, uh, Keston. I Keston got, Hira. I got him yeah, later than projected. Uh, I was actually happy I'm about big that after one. Him. Uh, third base, Manny Machado. Uh, then I forgot to draft this. Okay, that's a good one. Good stalwart. Uh, but I think I did okay here. Uh, um, Dansby Swatson. Yeah, you know he was solid last year. Okay, that's a yeah. I got, I mean, if you're not going to go for like, one of the big guys, that's like a nice thing 10. to have some um, good floor. Here comes the outfield, which is, I mean, yes, hundred percent. Is it better uh, than the Charlie Indians Blackman. outfield? Okay. Um, he's, he's he, what is he thirty six? Okay. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, he's he's been around. But he's still technically, uh, and this not is not the this is all Yahoo. This is not my, but they listed him as it, so I drafted him as it, and I asked the league if it was okay. But it's Framil Reyes in the outfield. Um, this yeah, is, okay, I like it. I know oh, he's played four. He might play one inning out there this year, but yeah, sure. They got traded over here. Um, yeah, uh, so so yeah, five innings this last is year. Where the, <laughs> this, the draft went off the rails. Where I'm like, I'm just gonna start getting everybody who's gonna hit home runs besides this next guy. So this next guy doesn't hit a ton, but obviously I have to draft him. It was Michael Brantley. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, that's so, the guy uh, right there. Yeah, that's my bad all, all the time. So then I went Jose Abreu, and uh, <laughs> Nelson Cruz. Okay, good. <laughs> Josh Donaldson. <laughs> nice, nice. No, uh, um, tons of power! Wow. These are these are my bench guys now. Oh, CJ I, I like Loriano. <laughs> yeah. If this just goes like thirty home runs, thirty home runs, thirty home runs. Hey, his, he, he was projected at thirty-three because of the air. So, uh, Paul DeJong, yeah. or however you pronounce yeah. his last name. Uh, yeah, backup backup shortstop. I mean, I might be splitting nice time between him and Swatson. Whoever hits better. Um, I got AJ Pollock late. He's always hurt. Um, God, I can't wait to get into the pitchers. Yeah. I think that's where I get roasted at. Um, Kiki, Kiki Hernandez, I got very, very late, and he's on my <laughs> bench. Uh, Kana from Oakland okay. has sneak, nice he has some sneaky power, dude. I don't know where he's gonna play because he's like first base slash outfield, but they already have a good first baseman, so I don't know where he's gonna play. But he'll get time. 
but he has also not. Yeah, he's not a good player. He's he's very much a Jordan Luplo too. Like uh, I think Kana I read the other day hit like one fifty four against righties. So uh, not great. Oh. <laughs> Get a Manny um, Benuelos. Get a Manny Benuelos from the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think he's the only player who currently is in the top three hundred for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, um, yeah, uh, and then backup back banner, he was bad last year. Danny Jansen, who will probably never play for me. Uh, yeah, so but then, uh, I've been burned by so that, that one before. Yeah, I went no thanks. Super offense and super power, which I'm hoping carries my team. I kind of. I don't know, man. Pitchers could so so. My first, my first starting pitcher is Clayton Kershaw, um, and then Brandon Brandon Woodworth. Okay, solid. So yeah, so one two one two solid. Oh, that's that's a good um, one too. Yeah, I that's got good. Some decent relief pitchers, but like uh, I had to start piecing it together. So I got Zach Wheeler, who I'm not the biggest fan of. Some some people, yeah, I know a lot of people like. That's him. a good three. Race, that's a good three. Sit pretty high, so uh, it could hurt me. Uh, I have my my number four starter is David Price. I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, I have no idea, man. He uh, yeah, he could be done. Yeah, he could I have, have a bounce back season. Who knows? Uh, first relief pitcher out of my bullpen was John Hicks. Uh, or Jordan Hicks. Sorry, I always say John. Jordan, I, I Jordan Hicks. The, uh, okay. Yeah. Um. That's the Tigers for a catcher for Melikon a couple years. Yeah. God, I can't. Some of these guys' names I can never pronounce. Yeah. Oh, Mark, uh, Archie Mark Bradley. Holmes. Okay, he's all right. Nathan. Uh, shoot, okay, he's had a rough spring. I'm at know. the bottom part of my roster of pitchers, and I'm like, this isn't looking great. Nathan Avaldi. Not a, uh, Ooh, yeah. The he throws okay. He's still, I mean, I guess he's throwing 100 again. Uh, spring, so. Mike Miner in Kansas City. He's, yeah. on the, he's on the bench. I got Kyle Gibson. From the Rangers okay. on the bench, don't feel great about that in the Texas air, um, at at all. He's only owned on seven percent. <laughs> I don't know why I drafted him. Um, and then Ryan Yarborough from Tampa Bay, who I actually feel pretty good about getting super late. Yeah, your rotation's all right. Your bullpen's kind of scary, I mean, but your rotation's all right. And uh... As long as you got those two so first like, building blocks, you can like afford to take some chances down the, it's not like it can down be the end of your. But it's very much uh, like my player profile for Fran Reyes. It's boomer bust. Dude, there's going to be days like my team will have 12 home runs in the lineup. And then there's going to be other days where I'm going to have like one single. Head to head. What is this? Head to head or Roto? Yeah, there's there's weeks for sure you're going to have like a 202 batting average and you're going to no, destroy uh, yeah, you'll have some good weeks too. So, I mean, I've I've yeah, seen people waste a hundred dollars, um, but it's thing. very much just not like. I mean, besides Michael Brantley, I don't see any of these guys hitting above two eighty on my entire team. Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope I draft better than you. My draft Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's your team. okay. If I your team wasn't bad, I I mean. I don't know if I don't know if I could feel good coming that's out of my how, draft. That's literally that team, how I, I feel right now. I'm like, well, there, I was I like, there's a lot. ton of potential here, and this team could go very well. No, I will you not. Won't, so I don't. Have you won't to finish finish in last place. That's fine. You will know, you get your money back? My I girlfriend will use it at Target, anyways. It's fine. 
Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we're going to get back with you early next week. We're going to try to have a roundtable with the IBI staff, and we're going to do a uh, Major League Predictions podcast. We're going to try to do that Monday or Tuesday, depending on everyone's schedule. Uh, in the meantime, like I said, check out InsideBaseballInsider.com. There is a ton of season preview content up. There's going to be more next week. Wrapping up the prospect rankings and, and scouting reports. And you could follow Spencer at SCarlson29. You can follow me at JL underscore baseball. And you can follow the official website account at official underscore IDI. Uh, Spencer, thanks for doing this with me again. We will talk to you all next week. Everybody stay healthy until the regular season starts and then stay healthy after that. But watch yourself over the course of the next week. Uh, Thanks for listening.